Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, February the 27th. Hope you had a good weekend. Our top story today is that police have been called to Kent's biggest secondary school after pupils staged a protest similar to others that have been shared on TikTok. Now, the Kent Online podcast understands that pupils at Homewood School, which is in Tenterden, staged a rally over issues around toilets, access to changing rooms and uniform policy. Well, bosses at the school, which is on Ashford Road, had actually sent a letter to parents on Friday urging them to advise their children against taking part in what they described as totally unacceptable and dangerous protests. However, some teachers in Kent are due to strike on Thursday in a dispute over pay and some parents have claimed that that shows double standards. One parent who has two sons at the school has said we weren't happy about receiving the letter on Friday as the parents feel the teachers are being hypocritical by striking themselves. The kids have been bringing up these issues for a long time now but no one has been listening. They feel that they haven't got a voice. Well, two police vehicles were seen in the school grounds just before 11 this morning. We have approached the school for a comment along with the police as well. We hadn't received one at the time of producing today's podcast but do check the story on Kent Online for the very latest and we'll bring you an update in tomorrow's episode. We're going to be staying with education news now because the head of a Secondary school in Kent says staff will no longer get involved in disputes between pupils on social media. Herndbay High Principal John Boys has written to parents saying apps like Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok are the single most reported reason for disagreements, stress, and anxiety. He's urging parents to monitor screen time and limit how often students are online. Well, I've been getting reaction to this from Medway-based social media consultant Zoe Kens. I've looked at this and I'm thinking if the children are, you know, um, networking and talking throughout the day together and the children are within their school, then this causes an issue, especially if they're not friends outside the school and they are, you know, they've, they've connected inside the school. Why do you think it would be that the school have come to this decision? Because presumably an awful lot of their pupils would be on social media. I mean, do you hear that it's becoming more and more of an issue that that kids are having little disputes on on various sites that they're on? Yeah, it's most definitely becoming an issue across, um, you know, throughout the the younger audience in terms of online bullying. There's more and more of it now because it's not being policed or it's being put across in the right way. So what we really need to think about is, you know, is there a policy that can be rolled out across schools? Is there something that can be implemented because I feel that you know the the conversations are going on at school first and when they come home that then the only way they can communicate with each other is via their phones. Obviously that was never an issue for us was it so things literally could be left in the classroom or or in the playground and it was probably a bit more obvious if there was stuff going on within the school and could be dealt with. Do you feel sorry for schools having to deal with this sort of issue um when really they they can't see what's happening um and and it's difficult for them isn't it really yeah I do feel sorry for schools that they've now got this issue when we were younger we could go out we could switch off from it or we didn't have any communication rather than just the landline phone now you know students can't switch off at all you know when they go home the phones they've got that um that communication there and they can't switch off from it so schools are having to deal with a lot more of this um every day and I can see why they've put out this report.
And what about as far as parents are concerned? Because obviously it's their young people. They may well feel that when they're in school, it is the school's issue. But outside of school, how much of an interest do they need to have in what their children are doing online? I think parents need to be aware of what's happening online with their younger one in order to make sure that they are using online um, platforms in the right way, in the right manner. Um, And I think also there needs to be an education piece at school with consequences of what's going on, because I don't feel there is enough consequence in terms of what's happening along this um, in this line of, of where we are in terms of online bullying and hate. Um, so I do think there needs to be a, a lot more in place in order to make sure that it's policed in the right way. Quite a few of you have been commenting on this one on the website today. One comment says parents often say that they buy mobile phones for their children in case of emergency. Fine, but why a smartphone when all that's required is one that's capable of making a call? Another commenter says, I'm so glad I grew up in the good old days before the mobile phone. Another has added, good man for using common sense and expecting parents to take responsibility responsibility for their children on social media that's the parents duty to teach them perhaps you agree or maybe you don't you can also leave a comment today on kent online or via our socials kent online news there have been long delays for anyone heading between whitstable and herne bay today because of a serious crash the a299 thanet way was closed at around half four this morning following the collision on the london bound carriageway which is thought to involve two vans and a car it's been affecting drivers wanting to head between the a2 290 Clapham Hill in Whitstable and the A291 Canterbury Road near Herne Bay. The diversion was via the Old Thanet Way. Emergency services have been at the scene. Do check the website for the very latest. And don't forget, you can hear up-to-date travel news over on our sister radio station at KMFM. A court's heard how an Ashford man who'd been celebrating being able to drink alcohol again after heart surgery crashed into two other vehicles while over the limit. Mark Ardron was arrested following the collision in Tenter in October last year. The 44-year-old from Ashford Road in Bethesden read a letter from the dock saying he was disgusted and ashamed. He's been banned from driving for 17 months. It's feared the expansion of London's ultra-low emission zone could affect people travelling to funerals over the border in North Kent. The vicar of St Michael's Church in Wilmington said the charge will affect many who go from there to a crematorium in Eltham. From August, drivers of the most polluting cars will have to pay £12.50 a day to go into all parts of the capital, including Bromley and Bexley. An elderly man's been taken to hospital after a trolley was thrown at an Asda store in Gravesend. He suffered head injuries on an escalator at the Imperial Retail Park on Friday. A group of young people are thought to be responsible for the assault and we're told police are investigating. Now, a young dad suffering from burns and vision problems following an explosion in East Morling has told the Kent Online podcast he wants answers. You may recall we told you about this blast in two episodes of the podcast last week well Curtis Bartley Ray was visiting neighbours in Catlin Close last Sunday when the blast tore through their apartment. The 19 year old broke down in tears while speaking to us and has described how it's left him traumatised. They still haven't told us the reason why what has gone on or how did the explosion happen or anything. We need answers that's what I need, I need answers because my baby, my baby and my partner could have got really hurt. And that's, that's my life ruins. Curtis, let me just say, what, what you're doing is incredibly brave and you're clearly very resilient. I just don't know how it's ever going to be the same. It's not going to be normal for me no more. I'm always going to have that, that 
in the back of my head thinking I can't even cook food. I'm not, I love to cook food. I can't even go in my kitchen. I have to stand by. I have to stand behind the door and watch my missus turn on certain stuff in the kitchen and whatnot, just so I, I'm satisfied that nothing's going to go wrong. Clarion Housing have given us this statement. We are sorry that our residents experienced such a distressing situation. Our local team spoke to Mr Bartley Ray a number of times when they were on the scene following the incident. At no point during these discussions did he raise any concerns for himself or his family's well-being to the team, so we urge him to contact us directly if he is in need of support. Our local team will continue to work closely with the police and the fire brigade during their ongoing investigation into the cause of this incident. Kent Online reports. A court said how a drug driver was found slumped over the wheel with white powder under his nose following a crash near Whitstable. Robert Gamble hit a lamppost with his car on the old Thanet Way in Chessfield last October. The 40-year-old from Norman Road in Faversham had an illegal amount of ketamine in his system and has been banned from the road for 18 months and ordered to pay more than £500. A controversial plan to double the size of a Kent village has been put on hold because of traffic concerns. Developers want to build 900 150 homes on the outskirts of Eccles near Maidstone. There have been a huge number of objections by residents and now national highways have asked for a delay in any decision while they assess the impact on local roads, including the M2 and M20. Police have seized five motorbikes after chasing a group through Medway onto the Isle of Sheppey. There are reports up to 30 riders were causing trouble yesterday. A helicopter was even used to help keep track of them. Four people have been arrested. Now, Ofgem has announced today it's reduced the energy price cap. However, bills are still expected to rise in April. The regulators knocked nearly £1,000 off the typical total suppliers are allowed to charge. However, at the same time, the government is cutting its financial help. Well, Tudor Price is from the Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce, which represents many businesses in the county, and he's been speaking to Ish. We continue to face a cliff edge uh, come April uh, for most businesses. Um, and whilst the any, any reduction, of course, in the price cap is welcome, quite clearly it, it, we're being sort of shielded from the original inflationary costs. And so all the businesses have been bracing themselves for April and we think it's too soon for the government to remove their support. Uh, when you look at the rest of Europe, uh, France, Germany, uh, you know, they are all continuing to extend their, their support for businesses. Um, and if the government's plan is for growth, uh, then I think this is certainly one area they need to be looking at in order to to attain that growth. Is this price guarantee really something that, you know, for a struggling business, this is what they're depending on to potentially survive? Well, yes, very much so. I mean, the price guarantee has been, uh, obviously, it's, it's weathered uh, the storm well. Um, it's enabled a lot of people to sort of be shielded from from the, the elements here. The, the wholesale prices are coming down. So there is actually light at the end of the tunnel. So it's not as if the government are committing to an open-ended sort of checkbook here. You know, it, the, the opportunity to help put the economy onto the best possible footing is within their, their, their power and within their ability. So if they just took a slightly longer-term view, they'll see actually by continuing to support businesses beyond April and perhaps towards the end of the year, then by that time, we would have seen the wholesale energy prices come down to a point which actually is going to sort of mean most businesses can function. When we spoke previously, just before the new year, you had a, a rather optimistic outlook for Kent's economy in the next year. You, you praised a lot of 
about the resilience mm. and adaptability, you know, cutting back how businesses here in Kent are saving and, you know, mitigating the impact of, of those high energy costs. Mm. We have, though, seen, of course, in hospitality in particular, which we, we touched on before, about this trend of businesses going bust in, in yes. that in particular. Do you see that trend continuing if the government's support ends in April? Yeah, very much so. Unfortunately, I think uh, you know when when I was sort of sharing with you my, my sort of forecast uh, earlier in the year, I think that that remains true. There is uh, a lot of resilience out there. There is a lot of optimism. We are seeing um, certain elements of the economy start to sort of move into alignment, and therefore there is reason to be optimistic about the future. Um, I think my original plans uh, of seeing improvements by the summer still stand. But quite rightly, as you say, there are certain sectors that are always going to be hit. And that is not just because of energy prices. I think they are um, additional elements of, of impact. But of course, they have been struggling with uh, recruitment issues, having to put wages up in order to try and attract the staff and retain staff. So I think they are coming under a sort of real battering. And all the time that we are not seeing that return in tourism uh, and consumer spend. And of course, those two sectors in particular are going to continue to suffer. So I think there is still going to be some bad news stories coming out from certain sectors. But but overall, the, the long you know the long term uh, outlook is, is still pretty good. It could be even better if the government does what we're calling for, which is that extension to the price guarantee. Is that your your key point today? It's extending that guarantee. Is there anything more you feel that businesses need right now in terms of that long term security and reassurance from the government? And we, you know, see right now we're seeing a, a fall in wholesale energy prices. For, for you, clearly, from what you're telling me, it seems like the logical step to keep that guarantee in place to offer that extra security. Yeah, because again, trying to reassure the government, it's not a long-term commitment. You know, it is actually just about reading the the market, reading the conditions, seeing the the way the sort of economy is unfolding here, and actually with a bit of smart, responsive uh, decision making, they can make a huge difference to to the recovery and growth of this this uh, this country. Kent Online reports. This is one of the most read stories on the website today. Shoppers at ASDA stores in part of Kent have complained after noticing prices for items using the scan and go equipment were more expensive than those on the shelf. Customers in Gravesend and Stroud say products are up to £1 more expensive. Supermarket bosses say if anyone notices a discrepancy, they should alert a member of staff who will confirm the correct price. It's claimed P&O Ferries have forked out £230 million on two hybrid boats that can't be charged at Dover or Calais. They're due to be delivered later this year, but will have to run on diesel instead of electricity, with onboard batteries currently serving no function. The company say the ships were never designed to operate on a complete zero emission basis and be charged up in port. A bookshop in Ramsgate's gone viral after posting a picture of their empty store on social media. Book Bodego in Harbour Street say they need to raise £800 by tomorrow to pay their bills. Celebrities including Adam Kay and Sue Perkins are among those who've shared the post and promised to help the business. Now there's another chance to see the Northern Lights over Kent later. They're rarely visible this far south, but were spotted in the skies above the county last night. You'll need dark, clear conditions with as little light pollution as possible.
There's going to be a new art trail around Ashford, including a mural by Mr Doodle. You might have heard of him before. He's been asked to create a work in Park Street as part of the project called Unframed. When it's finished, the trail will feature 14 pieces with the idea to brighten up parts of the town centre. And finally, Libertines frontman Carl Barrett is going to perform at a benefit gig to help save a Kent school. The Margate school is really important in that it provides affordable, accessible, valuable arts education. Um, and I think that's so important to the community. I think more people need to know about that and get involved because if that doesn't happen, then... It's going to go. More than £50,000 was raised in January to stop the school from closing, but bosses say they need another 100000 to secure its future. Bands, DJs and comedians will perform along Margate High Street this weekend to boost fundraising efforts. An art auction planned for May will also go towards a bursary fund for students and studio holders who can't afford the full fees. Kent Online Sports. Football and it was another win for Chillingham at the weekend. They came from a goal down to beat AFC Wimbledon 2-1 at Priest field on Saturday. Max Omar and Che Alexander got the goals in the second half and manager Neil Harris chatted to us after the final whistle. First and foremost I have to praise the character of the group to go to go 1-0 down at home um, in what was a nice atmosphere to be honest. Great great crowd, our fans were brilliant again uh, Wimbledon travelled well. Um, to go a goal behind you and you know, some teams you just sort of accept it and get on with it. Um, we didn't we bounced back. Um, I thought we were, I thought it was by far the better team during the second half anyway. Um, and they scored against the run of play. Um, but when you do concede, you can sometimes just melt and not respond in, in the correct manner. But again, we, we, we've done a great over there against Grimsby. And for, from a manager in charge of his change room, it's a great position to be in because I haven't got panic. I haven't got to think about subs immediately. I can take the time to wait for the lads to see how they respond. Um, and, and we did. We bounced back, straight back and... Uh, Again, four wins in a row here, Priestfield. Again, the place is bouncing. Uh, opportunity for myself and the players to celebrate with the fans. Everyone goes home happy. Um, hopefully, everyone comes back Tuesday night. Look, really pleased. You know, it seemed wrong to single out certain characters. Um, thought well, everyone affected affected the game today. Um, last time I had to take David to turn off for 60 minutes because he, he wasn't at his finest of games. And today, bounced back and played extremely well. So, um, look, the group's building. You know, really, really positive. Um, look, we see a little bit more strength in depth we've got now with with, with a few injuries. Um, you know, going to Tuesday and putting adjustment to the bench again. You know, we all trust in each other now. Um, there's a lot of belief in the group. We've got momentum. We've won six out of eight games. Um, you know, why, why not? You know, last minute we didn't. So we were up to take the free kick. And I was debating the last time we put it in the corner. Gaffer, no, 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 right, go take it because he's a quality player. And I expect him. Like we got the call now, which was fundamentally wasted time and won the game off the back of it. But you know, right at this point, he hasn't scored from <laughs> free kick from 25 yards. That's where we're at at the moment as a group. We're in a really good place, and um, you know, momentum comes from winning games of football and positive results and good performances. And today we had a, a good performance, even in the stop-start first half. I was really pleased with the character in the first half because it, it was stop-start. Um, was a bit of a bizarre first half, very random indeed. But after every restart. We came out on top for the next few minutes. 
And again, it just shows the mentality and the character in the league. They're back in action tomorrow night as they welcome Bradford City to Priestfield. Kick-off for that one is at 7.45. And in cricket, England have finished the fourth day of their second test with New Zealand in a fairly strong position. Kent Zach Crawley scored 24 runs before being caught out in Wellington overnight. England will begin the final day on 48 for one, needing 210 runs to win the series. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.